0: Welcome to a Blessed to Play collegiate spotlight show. My guest today is Jillian Stafford. She's part of the track and field team for the UCLA Bruins, part of the Pac-12. We'll talk about her career in track and field and also why faith matters in her everyday life. I'd like to welcome Jillian Stafford to Blessed to Play. Jillian, it's great to have you on.
1: Hi, Ron. Thank you so much for having me
0: on. So I'm very intrigued how you got started, not only in track and field, but the hammer throw in particular. How did you develop a uh, a passion for that, and how did you know you were good at it?
1: Yeah, so my older brother, actually, he picked it up when he was at junior college as a freshman. And I saw the successes that he was having, and I thought, you know, why not? (laughs) Why not try it? I hadn't heard of it before, but it looked pretty fun. And so I picked it up as a freshman in high school, and I just continued working on it until then. Uh, I had an amazing coach, and I was very grateful to be able to be in such close proximity because throwing is, it's hard to find coaches since it's such a small sport. Um, But yeah, and then as time went on, I was able to compete pretty well and got offered to go to UCLA, and I was really excited for that opportunity, and here I am.
0: (laughs) All right, so you go to Dana Hills High School in California, and you're part, obviously, of the track and field team. And you set a lifetime best mark. I think it was 49.97 meters in the hammer. So is that when the scouts, the recruiters start to come and say, wow, this girl could throw. We want her a part of our program. Um, yeah,
1: I definitely had an interesting recruiting process because of COVID. Luckily, having my older brother do so well in his college career, I think other coaches could see, like, okay, you know, she might be someone that we, we'd want to have on the team. Um, I mean, relatively, my PR wasn't super far, but my practices were going pretty well. Um, and I think coaches, when they came out to see, uh, they it like reflect, reflected that. And they wanted to have me on, and we continued with the recruiting process.
0: Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Jillian Stafford. She's part of the track and field team at UCLA, uh, competing in the Pac-12. And she's a sophomore now. We want to talk about this freshman season. You got off to a great start. Uh, You threw 10-meter PR, which is uh, throwing world is quite rare. And you did that coming off an injury. And you made it to the 10th spot on the top 10 all-time list for women's hammer throw. So uh, you make this transition from high school to the collegiate ranks. Talk about the transition, but able to perform at such a high level.
1: Yeah. uh, Coming into UCLA, I was pretty wowed by all the support that there was um, because throughout high school, I had to drive pretty far sometimes to get even just to practice. And so being right here at UCLA, having everything, being able to support me, like the fueling station and like the trainers. Um, and just having practice within a 20-minute walk, I was able to use all that extra time to put into nutrition and post-practice recovery with stretching, and just like build my body up to the best it could possibly be. And I was really grateful for that.
0: Well, the hammer throw obviously takes a lot of strength and endurance, and you have to maximize that potential. So your off-the-track workout, so to speak, has to be quite vigorous. Talk about what you go through to prepare just to to do the throw.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, for other sports, weightlifting isn't such a huge thing, but for throwing, it's almost like half the sport. Um, like, my weightlifting workouts will pretty much be as, sometimes the same amount of time as my throwing workouts, and just getting your body to be ready to be explosive and be able to put power in at the right time, at the right point of the throw, and just have your body primed and ready to go. <laughs> Definitely gets pretty sore, but it's it's
0: fun. Now, you're not only competing at the collegiate level, but you like to compete at the national level, uh, too, hopefully to represent your country. And you competed in the U-20s, Under-20s Team USA in that competition. Talk about, uh, you know, competing at a national level as well.
1: Yeah, I...
0: Um,
1: going into that competition, it was really interesting i had had a great start to my freshman season throwing the pr and getting on the top 10 list and so i almost felt pressured like okay how can i keep this up and then my marks just kind of kept dropping and i was getting a little stressed out but then school finished and i was able to fully focus on preparing for that usa meet and i think being able to just spiritually uh, physically and mentally just prep for it that whole week or so going up to it. I was able to be in like a really good spot going into that meet and just pray throughout the meet. And it ended up being the best meet of my season. And I was really happy and excited that that happened.
0: Now competing at the national level, are your hopes and dreams uh, at some point trying to make the Olympic roster?
1: Um, Possibly. Honestly, I just, give it up to God. And if that's within his plan for me, then I pray that I can best do his will and bring glory to him.
0: <laughs> Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting once again with Jillian Stafford, part of the track and field team for the UCLA Bruins in the Pac-12 conference. You know, when you think of collegiate sports, you think of rivalries and you think of uh, the competition amongst other schools. Talk about that in track and field because it's made up of a lot of individual accomplishments.
1: Uh, for track and field, it's definitely interesting because UCLA, we've got the USC rival, and that dual meet's pretty fun. But then when you get to most of the other meets, you've got girls from all over the country competing together. And sometimes it can be quite competitive. I mean, always it's competitive, but a lot of the times these girls are super supportive, and mm-hmm. I thoroughly enjoy just getting to throw with them and trying to push each other to throw farther. And it's always been a really positive experience. And I'm really grateful for the Throws community because of that.
0: How has it been for you just, uh, you know, being a student and also the rigorous life of being a Division I athlete? It has to be a lot different than high school. How do you manage that time and how has that been for you?
1: Yeah, it was definitely tough the spring quarter with traveling everywhere and trying to just keep up with all of the work and also having that mental and physical energy to compete. Uh, during the fall, when we we're just training, I'm able to do a lot better in my classes. So just trying to figure out how to juggle everything towards the spring and winter when I'll be competing will—it has definitely been a challenge, and I'm excited to hopefully do better this upcoming year.
0: Now, I don't know if you knew this, but you probably do, that UCLA has the most national championships across the sports landscape in the history of collegiate sports. So is there an added pressure amongst the track and field team to get a national championship?
1: I mean, we all want to do really well and lift up our team. I think that just being at UCLA, we all feel like this is such an opportunity that we were selected to come here and Just do our best every single day, every practice, every lift. Every time we're in the classroom, we just give 100% of ourselves.
0: How about your uh, teammates now? I'm sure they're coming from all over the country now, and you're getting to know uh, them quite well because you travel a lot. How has that experience been for you?
1: It's been really awesome. I'm really grateful to have such close teammates Uh, It's really cool that track and field is a men's and women's sport, and we all get to train together. And it's just been a really awesome experience of having almost a family-like atmosphere of just lifting each other up. Like, oh, if someone's having a rough time that day, then the rest of the team comes and tries to help them out as much as possible.
0: I want to talk about, uh, you know, when when you're uh, on the road and you're away from your friends and family, when you're in high school, you have a lot of support system there. Was it tough for you not to have your family around all the time and just uh, being an individual, if you will, with your own responsibility in life now at the collegiate level?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty close with my family. I'm so grateful for all the support that they've given me. I'm also really grateful for Facetime really helpful in, like, just staying connected with my brothers and my parents. I call them, each of them, pretty frequently. And so it almost doesn't feel like I'm too far away from them because I can just call them at any chance I want to, which I'm really grateful for that support. Uh, But definitely, like, having to learn to cook on my own and just have everything done and fully being, like, an individual was definitely kind of a tough transition But I think I'm stronger and better for it, and I'm really grateful for that challenge.
0: And you don't have mom to do your laundry anymore. How are you handling that, Jillian?
1: It's been pretty good. (laughs) You just get it done.
0: (laughs) All right, let's take a break. On the other side, we're going to talk about the faith life of this track and field athlete from UCLA. Jillian Stafford is our guest when to Play returns right after this.
1: No one does Catholic Radio.
0: Divine Intimacy Radio. Open Line Friday.
1: Register Radio. Like EWTN. The EWTN home video highlight for November is the Transgender Movement, What Catholics Need to Know. This powerful five-part mini-series reveals the hidden cultural forces behind the gender-affirming campaign presently sweeping the nation. Host Mary Hassan chronicles the issues now confronting the family and how the church can respond. Gender ideology affects all of us. As it permeates our culture and social institutions, it's sowing confusion, changing our our language and our laws, and affecting our work and relationships. In every diocese and parish, there are Catholic families whose lives have been turned upside down by transgender ideology. Watch free anytime at EWTN.com forward slash on demand, or to purchase the DVD, log on to our web store, EWTNRC.com, or call 1-800-854-6316
0: is EWTN Catholic Radio are you prepared to vote citizens have co-responsibility for society
1: the moral theology tradition teaches that one may not vote for an enemy of religion or of freedom except to exclude a worse enemy of religion or of freedom
0: learn more so you're prepared when you vote this november Visit EWTN.com vote for everything Catholic voters need to know before picking up a ballot. Welcome back to Blessed to Play. Ron Meyer joined today by Jillian Stafford, and she competes on the track and field team at UCLA, in the Pac-12, we talked about her career in track and field, in particular the hammer throw, and competes at the national level as well. But her faith is a very important part of her life, her Catholic faith, and she takes that with her, not only on the uh, what she does at UCLA as an athlete, but in her personal life as well. And Jillian, I want to start off, I know God is such, has such an important part of your life, and it permeates everything you do. Tell us about your formation as a Catholic and uh, how faith became so meaningful in your life.
1: Yeah. So I was growing up, I was raised Catholic and really grateful I was, but then also through my back injury and coming to UCLA, I was able to even grow deeper in my faith and walk with God and see how all the challenges he gives me makes it so I'm a stronger person. Um just being able to join Bible studies and praying the rosary more frequently has been really awesome, and I'm really grateful for
0: that. Now, a common theme on this show with athletes is adversity, and uh, I think probably 99% of the athletes I talked to had, had to deal with injury at some point in their life, an athletic injury, and you had to deal with a back injury the summer before heading off to UCLA, and that had to be uh, a stressful experience because you're going off to college and you want to be at your best. And you were in a place where you didn't want to continue throwing, but you realized that God gave you this opportunity, this talent for a reason, and you decided to stick it out. But talk about dealing with that adversity and then ultimately overcoming it as well.
1: Yeah, that adversity, it took a lot of prayer and trying to understand God and where he was coming from with that injury. And ultimately, I just was able to bring faith into sport, which I hadn't been able to make that crossover before um, and so just praying through every workout when I really felt like I needed help and just going to mass and more frequently and praying through it and trying to understand and ultimately I was like, okay like I can I can bring glory to God through my throwing um, and hopefully lift up others around me. <laughs>
0: Well, there's a book in particular that gave you some inspiration. It's called Compete Inside. I believe the author is Thomas Wirtz, who's a past guest on this show, But and it has a hundred reflections in this book, but you use that resource. But what inspires you or gives you the strength to keep going on and also inspires you in your everyday spiritual uh, journey?
1: Just God, pretty much. God is so amazing. There's a saying that we have... In- in my family that we like to say a lot is God is good all the time and all the time. God is good. Um, I just know that whatever God throws into my way is, is for goodness. And so that helps sustain me and continue my prayer life. And it's just like, I couldn't do life any other way. I couldn't do life without God. Like, it's just, so amazing the things that he can bring into a person's life. And yeah. (laughs)
0: You made a pretty strong stance. In fact, uh, when you were competing at the under 20 USA meet, you said that was a very spiritual experience for you. And you decided that, um, you know, you were going to not compete, I think, in the world event because of uh, I think your COVID vaccination status. So you took a strong stance on that. But talk about how that was a spiritual experience and uh, how you came through that.
1: Yeah, that was really spiritual because I had earned the spot to be on Team USA, and then upon going through team processing, they said I had to be vaccinated for COVID 19, and I had already decided I wasn't going to, but then I was trying to rethink it out like, okay, uh, does God want me to go and glorify Him at a world level? But ultimately, I just felt like it went against my conviction of the sanctity of the body. And I knew I would fully regret it if I did go and do that because of my ego of wanting to compete for Team USA. It's such like a high, highly respected thing. And ultimately, I was just praying through it so much. And I felt like the Holy Spirit guided me to continue to hold to my convictions of respecting my body and holding true to that.
0: Blessed to play Ron Meyer chatting today with Jillian Stafford. She's part of the track and field team at UCLA, a hammer throw specialist. That's what I'll call her. Um, let's talk about uh, your prayer life, because I, when you talk about people who are dedicated to God, they have to sustain themselves on a you know, day in and day out. And as Catholics, there's so many different devotions out there, as you know, Jillian. So what are the special devotions in your life or uh, those prayers that you turn to on a daily basis to keep you strong?
1: Yeah, I like to pray the rosary a lot. Um It really came clear to me when I went to the Sikh conference. Every little, like I had gone to adoration and all of a sudden it popped in my head like, oh, like I need to be praying the rosary more. And then right after adoration, I was walking out to go back to um just go to bed and stuff. And my missionary who was with me, she all of a sudden put something in my hand and I looked down and it was a rosary and mm-hmm. I was like wow I just I was like joy is this a rosary <laughs> like I like I knew it was but I just couldn't believe that that had just happened and so ever since then whenever something hard is going on in my life or I'm just preparing for a meet or just a test I like to pray the rosary I prayed the rosary today in preparation for speaking with you and that's just been something really special in my prayer life
0: yeah, that's awesome. And I want to talk about your other teammates as well because obviously at a secular university your teammates come from various faith backgrounds and you bring in your Catholic faith as well. How has that been for you just to kind of integrate uh, your spiritual spirituality with those who are not Catholic?
1: Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting thing to juggle. Thankfully, all of my teammates are super respectful and supportive of each other and Uh, There was one teammate I had last year, and she was not a nominational Christian, but we were able to connect on just our love of God, and that was really special. And so just bringing out the positivity and loving other people like God loves all has been such a great opportunity to love my teammates as much as I can in their walks of life.
0: Now, it's interesting, you, you're part of a fellowship group, a student-athlete fellowship, but the kicker on the football team started a club for Catholic athletes. Talk about that.
1: Yeah, that was really exciting um, because usually on college campuses, there's such a strong non-denominational Christian push within athletics, mm-hmm. but there's a really small push for Catholicism in athletics. So the fact that he started that was really awesome because – we're able to hear each other's perspectives on how faith plays a, plays in their their sports, and just hearing how to help each other out. And if we're like too stressed or something, just like give it to God, and then we can pray for each other. So that's been really special.
0: Now I want to know where you get this competitive spirit from. I know your brother was a collegiate athlete, but were your parents very competitive people? Where did you get this? Uh, competitive spirit to compete at the division one level or just in in life in general?
1: Well, I mean, my dad, he played football at Cal Berkeley when he was in college. Um, And growing up, I think with three brothers, it gets pretty competitive. (laughs) Um, You know, there's definitely those wrestling matches and you got to be strong and be able to stick up for yourself. And I think that's probably where I get it most.
0: (laughs) All right, let's lighten up the conversation just a little bit because I know away from when you're not throwing the hammer, so to speak, uh, you have uh, diversions in your life, things that you like to do and enjoy. What are some of those things that get you away from track and field and you just uh, like to chill with?
1: I love hanging out with friends and just connecting and being with people. Uh, I also love painting. I think it's a really fun way to just relax and... It's a great outlet, especially where you can just like, I like to do scenic paintings because I just love the beauty that God creates and spending time with family too and baking and cooking is something that I enjoy a lot.
0: (laughs) Now you've gotten to travel extensively, especially being part of the track and field team. And uh, I know it's mostly within the Pac-12, but talk about some of those places that you've got to experience for the very first time.
1: Yeah, it's been really awesome. I really loved Oregon. It's such a completely different feel from California with how green it is. And I even did a painting of a spot in from there, so that was cool. It was just so beautiful everywhere I went. Uh, and we also went to Arkansas. That was definitely an adjustment because we were stuck in the hotel a lot. Um, but I really loved Oregon. Oregon was one of my favorites.
0: Now, I I talk on this program a lot about identity, and it sounds like you're conquering this because you stand up for your convictions, but there's a, uh, a tendency amongst athletes, uh, not only in track and field, but across the sports landscape, if you will, to identify themselves with their respective sport, and that's who they are. It sounds like you've gotten past that because of your faith in God. You see yourself as a child of God, but is it a struggle still, or do you are you free now to say that, you know, track and field is what I do, but it's not who I am?
1: Yeah, it was definitely a struggle trying to get past that, because when you introduce yourself to new people, you're like, oh, I'm a student-athlete, I'm on the track team. That's usually one of the first things um, when trying to identify yourself to others, but then at the same time, um, just upon self-reflection, like, life is so much more than sports, and I mean, it doesn't have as much of a hold as it did before, and I can just give it over to God, and if that's how he wants to be part of my identity at this moment in time, then I'm happy to do my best in that area of life. But if that, at some point, is no longer part of my identity, then great. I'm happy to move on to the next thing and just give 100% of what God puts in front of me.
0: Now, you have a platform now. You're a Division One athlete at a, a major school who has a uh, quite a history behind it. And you get to probably talk, uh, you know, to young people, young athletes. Uh, Do you integrate that conversation with who they are uh, as a athlete and then integrating faith along with it?
1: Yes. Yeah. When talking about sports, like God is such a huge part of it. Um, I wouldn't be competing and throwing without God and what he's put in front of me. So I'm always happy to talk about that part of sport, especially since that's how I am able to sustain myself through those tough workouts is through prayer.
0: Now, what what's the, uh, the goal here uh, when you compete, are you always trying to go for a PR? What is, how, how do you, you know, foster that competition within yourself to get the best out of Jillian Stafford?
1: When I'm going into compete, sorry, there's a plane, but uh, I am usually trying to just focus on what I'm working on. And if, I get, if I achieve that thing and I happen to PR, then that's awesome. But if I achieve it and I still don't PR, then I'm still happy with how I competed. Um, at all times, I definitely want to try and win in PR. But if not, I'm still happy with how I
0: do. Now, uh, I don't know what you do in track and field to get pumped up before a throw, but do you have the uh, AirPods in and a certain music playing before you're you're ready to throw?
1: Yeah, Sorry. Could you please repeat that? <laughs>
0: Yeah, sure. I, you know, to get pumped up for a throw, I mean, a lot of athletes, they'll put uh, their AirPods in, have a certain tune playing. How do you get ready for that throw? What gets you mentally ready, uh, focus before you're ready to go out there and throw the hammer?
1: Yeah, uh, a lot of times I listen to music, uh, for sure. I always pray the rosary and I read the book, Cookie inside. Um, and I just try to keep praying. That's really how I am able to anchor myself and do the best possible. Um, sometimes I like to listen to music, do that prayer.
0: But yeah. Well, Jillian Stafford, a sophomore right now at UCLA, and what a uh, future she has. Uh Certainly, uh, as a hammer throw f- for the u c l a Bruins, but uh, maybe on you know on the national level as well, she's did quite well, so we'll we'll keep track of her name for sure as she progresses there at u c l a and going further for sure. Jillian, thanks so much for the time. I do appreciate it, and for telling us and for telling us a little bit about your spiritual life as well, I know that's uh an interesting part of who you are, and thank you for coming on. blessed to play thank you. Hey, Blessed to Play fans, check us out on the web at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can like us on Facebook and hit us up on Twitter at Blessed to Play. For Jillian Stafford, I'm Ron Meyer. We'll catch you next time right here on Blessed to Play. You've been listening to Blessed to Play with host Ron Meyer on the EWTN Global Catholic Network. If you have a question or comment about today's show, feel free to email us at Info at blessedtoplay.com. That's blessed, the number two, play.com. You can also connect with the show on the web at www.blessedtoplay.com. Again, that's blessed, the number two, play.com. Join us again next time for Blessed to Play on the EWTN Global Catholic Network.